What's up, guys? Welcome to the Don't Forget to Love podcast with me, Mara Sullivan. So you guys remember how in my last episode, or maybe it was the one before, when I said that my month of May was crazy busy, but my June will be way lighter? Clearly, I jinxed myself because June is literally over and it was way busier than I expected it to be. So before I jump into today's episode, I will be doing a little life update, a recap of what I've been working on, of what I've been doing, of where I've been. So first off, I have not talked about this on the podcast at all, but I did what I told I would <laughs> what I told myself I would never do, and I went back to school. So if you guys have been listening for a while, you know that I have a bachelor's degree in English from Morgan State University. Shout out to any of my HBCU grads, and I have a master's degree in religion and biblical studies from Oral Roberts University. And I got that degree because my faith is such a huge part of my life, and I wanted a real in-depth, intense study of the Bible and of scripture and historical texts beyond just what I was learning in church. And so I already have a bachelor's and a master's degree. And then when I started this podcast and creating content and have become like the go-to friend for advice and the one who is, you know, pretty good at listening to people and being empathetic and loving and non-judgmental. And I've been an accountability partner to so many of my friends and even co-workers. I realized that I do enjoy working with people one-on-one and helping them in different areas of their lives where they need improvement or they want to do better in or need things have things that they need to process and work through. So I thought about going back to school for therapy or for counseling, but I honestly didn't want to spend that much time and money on another degree. And also being a therapist and even a counselor sometimes is just a bit more in the medical field than I wanted to go in. A lot of them have to prescribe medication to people and I just didn't want to get like too far into that area. And so I was looking at other classes that I could take to help people one-on-one on a more professional level and I learned more about life coaching. Some of my favorite influencers are also life coaches. They meet with clients one-on-one depending on you know, what their niche is. Obviously, the biggest, most popular and famous life coach in the world is Tony Robbins. He's like the goat of professional development. I love Tony Robbins. Jay Shetty, who is also really popular, he has the number one health and wellness podcast in the world. Um, He's also a life coach and he actually has a life coaching school. And so I ended up enrolling in his school back in February and it really is a school like the workload. It was way more than I thought it would be. It's a super intense program and it's really time consuming, but it was so worth it. And as of yesterday, I am a officially now a licensed, accredited, certified coach. So just like a therapist, I also had to be licensed to practice through my state. Each state has different laws. Um, I chose Jay Shetty's program because most life coaching courses don't give the actual accreditation and license to practice, but Jay Shetty's does. And I wanted to have all the professional legal backing to my accreditation, to my certification. And so um, I'm really glad that I went through his program. Right now, I'm only working with one client who I actually met through Jay's program. I had to do supervised um, practice coaching sessions, and she was one of my like guinea pigs during the program, and she asked to continue working with me for a few more weeks outside of the school as my actual client. So right now, she'll be the only one that 
I'm working um, with one-on-one because I'm still working full-time and I want to focus um, on this podcast and creating content. But I knew earlier this year that I eventually want to be able to work with people and offer working one-on-one with my community, just in like the holistic lifestyle wellness area. That's the area that I love to help people in um, and getting people to see how each area of their life affects the other areas. And so in the future, I will be building my website and having different, you know, mini courses like improving lifestyle, wellness, healing, spiritual work for you guys on my website and offering some limited one-on-one live coaching for people who might not want therapy or a counselor, but who want to work with and talk to someone and get guidance and get unbiased support and feedback. Or if you want some coaching in addition to work you already might be doing with a therapist, counselor, mentor, whoever, like I said, this will all be in the future. Right now, I'm focusing on my actual job on work and creating content, but I wanted to get the certification out of the way as soon as possible while I had the time to get it done these past few months, which I'm really glad I got it done and over with, so I'm so that when I'm ready to develop programs and take take on more clients, I won't have to worry about the legal official licensing stuff. So that's why I've been and what I've been doing. I'm so excited and I'm so grateful that I got the class, like I said, just out of the way when I had the time. So today's episode is all about identifying things in your life you may not even realize are making you feel bad, bringing you down, draining you, and what you can do to remove them from your life or learn to live with or deal with them in a better way if you can't get rid of it or change it. This goes from the most common energy drainers like people and work stress taking on too much to what you're putting on in your body, household products, entertainment, your environment. Just from talking to friends, family, co-workers, I've noticed that people will say things like they feel off or they don't feel like themselves or they don't have energy or they feel more tired than normal, more moody or emotional or even even hungrier than normal. Um, sometimes people forget things easily or are losing more track of time. And a lot of these abnormal things often have something to do with a leak or a crack, if you will, in your lifestyle that you may not even realize has changed. Something common in our culture that's often pretty unfortunate is if we go to a doctor and say any of the things that I mentioned, a lot of doctors will either brush you off, some might ask if there have been any changes in your life, but a lot of medical professionals love either dismissing things or just prescribing you a pill. And I know that's not every doctor, but generally speaking, as an American society as a whole, we're often taught to put band-aids on bullet wounds and not get to the root cause or a lot of our issues. As a society, we tend to do things like just drink more coffee for energy, take this pill for aches or that pill if you can't sleep. And medicine is extremely helpful and very effective. There are incredible, amazing doctors um, here that we have, um, there are incredible, amazing doctors here that we have access to and we are very blessed to um, have access to technology and advanced things that aren't available in other countries. We're very, very blessed to have so many good hospitals and doctors, nurses, medical 
professionals and I'm really grateful, but things also happen in our society. Like if a girl struggles with acne at like 13 or 14, she'll be prescribed something like birth control, which in the long term can really do more harm than good. And one of the literal possible side effects of birth control is cancer. And so we still have some work to do when it comes to getting to the root cause of issues. I'm not demonizing birth control. I know that it's very effective, but I've also seen it do a lot of damage to people I know because they were prescribed it at a very young age for acne and were on it for years and years and then developed issues from taking it for so long. So just things like that, like acne can sometimes be healed through lifestyle changes. And if that doesn't work, then, you know, consider having a prescribed medicine. Right now, with the rise of health and wellness, I do see us moving into a more holistic area and people are, you know, open to trying to do things more naturally and have medicine kind of be like the last resort instead of the first choice in a lot of cases now. Because more of us are realizing that our lives are a circle and every area affects other areas. So we can try to make Um, just better choices and develop healthier habits first before, you know, we get on medication or um, start another, you know, thing that will be harder to get off of eventually. So let's jump into some common cracks. When I say cracks, I mean poor habits or possible invisible bad things in our lives. There are so many different things that affect our mood and our energy and how we feel The ones we all know and should be tracking on a daily basis are, of course, the habits like drinking enough water. I personally feel exhausted when I'm dehydrated, not eating enough food, and um, not just food, but nutrient-dense real food that, you know, feeds your brain and is good for your gut. We've all been hangry, like angry when we're hungry, and sometimes we can be hangry even after we've eaten because we ate you know, what we ate didn't have great, great ingredients or great nutrients. And so we can feel worse after we eat sometimes instead of better, depending on what it was. So that's something really important to keep in mind, especially when you're burning a lot of energy and you need good fuel for your body. Gut health is one of those invisible factors that plays a huge role in how we function that most of us don't talk about or learn about. You should do your own research on gut health. I'm not a doctor, not a nutritionist, but the gut-brain connection is a real thing, and and it's so important. That's where the phrase, you are what you eat, comes from. It's not just about, you know, your physical appearance. What we eat affects how we feel, not just how we look. It's nice to have treats and indulge every once in a while, but we all know if we eat bad all the time and not only will it affect how we look but we'll also feel bad all the time because our bodies need vitamins and nutrients from healthy food the another common crack that we all know is sleep taking the time to rest and relax and good get good quality sleep even if it's not eight hours a night Um, It's important to get as much sleep as you can as often as you can. One of my favorite sayings is do the best you can with what you have. I don't get eight hours of sleep every night, you know, but I know that um, four to five nights out of the week I do get eight hours of sleep or at least pretty close to it. I don't drink a gallon of water every single day, but I do at least four to five days out of the week. So, you know, once or twice a week I have fast food, but I make sure that the good outweighs the bad. 
you know, when it comes to what I eat and my habits. Um, you guys know I love intermittent fasting. I love to let my body get rid of toxins and process everything. And I exercise a minimum of 30 minutes every day. You don't have to be perfect in your habits and your routines 24-7, 365. But if you're doing what you know is good for you and for your body the majority of the time, more often than not, then you're improving your life daily as best as you can, as often as you can. And that's, you know, what what's the most important and what is the most sustainable. One of the silent bad habits for me that I didn't realize was making me feel like crap was drinking coffee every single day. Like I said, everything affects everybody differently. But as much as I love coffee, you guys know I you guys know I do. Drinking it every day makes me feel terrible. I realized a few weeks ago that I had brain fog. I felt like my head was like literally getting cloudy and being weighed down. And I drink really high quality, like organic, great coffee, but it was still coffee and it was making me feel exhausted instead of giving me energy and I had headaches. Now I only have it two or three times a week and I feel great. I didn't have to cut it out completely. You know, you have to make um, that decision for yourself with whatever with whatever habit you feel might be harming you. I know a girl who was addicted to sugar and had to cut it out of her life completely. It was like a drug and so she couldn't cut back to only having it once or twice a week because it was so addicting to her. Once she starts having sugar, she can't stop and so it's like gone forever from her life. Some things you need to do less of and some things, you know, you might be able, you might need to cut out completely. So start by making a list of some of the cracks in your life, those areas you know you can do better in or have been meaning to take care of or know that you need to deal with. A lot of times we can get so overwhelmed with trying to do everything, we end up doing not really doing anything. And so I recommend finding just one or two cracks in your life first that you know you can improve on and then adding on more once you do those consistently for like two weeks. Ask yourself things like, is there anything or anyone in your life, you know, making you feel stressed? Do you need to journal or talk things out with someone or process or take a step back? How many things, you know, do you have going on in your life right now? Does it feel overwhelming? Is there something you need to take off your plate? Is there something you need to add to your plate? Are you taking care of yourself? Do you do do things for yourself? Are you treating yourself well? How do you talk to yourself? Negative self-talk is a real thing. Are you nice to you? There's a big difference between being hard on ourselves to be disciplined and get stuff done and stay focused than being hard on ourselves out of judgment or what other people think about us and things like that. Emotionally eating, overeating, craving sugar or salt. We all have those moments where we're reaching for something not great because we need the dopamine because we're stressed or we need the comfort like I was talking about with coffee. If you feel like you get really bad cravings or you tend to emotionally eat when you're feeling bad or down or stressed, you can see if there are healthier alternatives to the unhealthy things that you reach for like most people love like a crunch I know that's like one of my things especially you know if you're stressed it's like scientifically proven that crunchy foods relieve stress but instead of reaching for something like chips think about nuts or a healthy popcorn something better for you so you still get that salty crunch but you don't have to feel guilty about it and it's healthier for your body so you'll feel better instead of worse 
I know I keep saying drink water, but it does help so much with cravings and feeling full. So you don't, you know, overeat and making sure that you're hydrated and not overeating when you're actually thirsty. Sometimes we mistake hunger for thirst and we really need more water, not always food. It also helps to think about things that give you comfort and help you relax that are not unhealthy, like drinking alcohol, needing a smoke break, drinking more caffeine, sweets, sugar, fast food, even talking to someone you know you shouldn't be talking to because you feel lonely or weak. We've all been there. You know who that person is for you. Whatever unhealthy thing you might reach for, think about healthy things that are good for you that also make you feel comforted or relaxed or happy that are actually good for you for me it's working out there's no better stress reliever than moving my body i'm able to channel any anxious mad whatever energy or bad feeling into good exercise i also love journaling talking to or hanging out with good friends family watching a favorite show or movie taking a nap sometimes we just need to go to sleep and give our brain a break from everything for a minute reading is also a good one i'm back into also reading magazines now fiction books are great because you can escape into someone else's life and their world and not think about yours for a while whatever you like to do cook cleaning is therapeutic for a lot of people I'm not one of those people (laughs) like cleaning is a chore for me, Um, but I do like organizing and decorating. Um, I like painting, art, sports, spa day, a bath, whatever healthy thing you can do to make yourself feel better or, you know, fill the cracks in, if you will. Other invisible stressors or cracks in your life are things like not planning ahead, procrastinating, decision fatigue, being too sedentary, sitting too much, the company you keep, environment, not keeping the promises you make to yourself, avoiding something rather, uh, avoiding something or being in denial, um, things like social media, comparison, too much phone or screen time. Being too comfortable can also be an invisible thing that can make you feel off. We live in a society where people tend to love ease and comfort more um More uncomfortable things like ice baths are becoming so popular because for like two or three minutes you're doing something really hard and you get that dopamine hit. Um, Do things that, you know, get you out of your comfort zone and push yourself. Do new things, switch things up. For me, starting this podcast, putting myself out there was a great thing. Also making sure I'm telling myself no when I need to. Remember that it's okay to be hard on yourself. We need to give ourselves grace, but we also need to push ourselves and have discipline. Being too comfortable can lead to unhealthy unhealthy habits. Think about areas in your life where you can challenge yourself to do something difficult, um, things that might not be easy, but something you know will be worth it. We all know the saying, nothing worth having comes easy. Sometimes we need to make ourselves uncomfortable, do it scared. I have another episode you can listen to called Do It Scared. If you feel like fear is holding you back, you can listen to that if you have not already. Also, being too comfortable can lead to laziness. That's also an invisible, like silent negative pattern that people can easily fall into. Are you being lazy in any area of your life? Think about discipline, work harder. Um, Are you stopping yourself and holding yourself back without realizing it? The little bad habits that we let ourselves get away with are also cracks in our lives that need to be filled for me I was being lazy about getting on the treadmill every single day when I know I have you know body goals like we all do I never liked to work out after work I told myself I was too tired 
but I didn't have the time in the morning. And so it was either do it after work or not at all. And I had to start pushing myself and reminding myself either you want to reach your goals or you don't. And once I got in the habit of doing it, it's not that hard. The easiest thing, the hardest thing to do is start and be consistent. But either you want it or you don't. That's, you know, what everything really comes down to. How much of a priority are the things that are important to you? Everyone knows not planning or preparing, procrastinating, waiting until the last minute can cause so much stress that can, can that can easily be eliminated by just taking the time to plan, whether it's meal prepping, laying out your clothes, cleaning as you go, finishing or doing something for work, school, whatever it is. Decision fatigue happens when we don't plan ahead and have to make decisions at the last minute. And then we end up wasting time, you know, doing things like looking for an outfit or getting fast food because we didn't prep or being overwhelmed with a task that piled up over time because we procrastinated and didn't do it as we go. So just try to do the little everyday planning and prepping habits that make life overall a lot easier. Procrastinating is something that we all do. That thing you know you need to do but have been putting off forever. Just don't overthink it. Nike has the best slogan of all time. Just do it and focus on the after once you do um, whatever the hard thing is. Think about how you will feel once it's done and over with. Once you've done the thing, whatever it is, finished the workout, made the phone call, booked the appointment, gone to the place, talked to the person, gotten rid of the thing, said no, made the move, put in the resignation letter, posted the video, started the business, whatever it is, think about the feeling of being proud of yourself after doing the thing, the satisfaction, the weight off your shoulders, Instead of psyching yourself out and holding on to the anxiety and all the excuses why you can't or don't want to do the hard thing, let this be your sign to just do it. We all have to make hard decisions and tough choices. You just have to decide how bad you actually want the thing or the outcome from doing the thing. And also think about how your life will be if you don't do whatever the hard thing is. Whenever I have something like an appointment I don't want to go to, Um, I had to get new glasses last week. I had to go for an eye exam. Those things aren't hard to do, but sometimes you just don't feel like doing them. I did it first thing in the morning at 9 a.m. to get it out of the way. If I have things like a dentist appointment, same thing. I'll do 8 a.m. or whatever the earliest like time slot is normally it's 8 a.m. for my office, but just getting it over with as soon as possible takes a lot of stress off. It's not taking up unnecessary space in your brain. It goes back to doing the hard things and deciding what's worth it for you and what's not. This is going to be a funny example, but it applies. So just go with me here for a minute. There's a scene in The Little Mermaid. (laughs) This is not a spoiler if you haven't seen the new Little Mermaid yet. But the scene where Sebastian is mad at Ariel for trading her voice for legs. And he's trying to convince her to go back on like go back on the deal but then he's like you can come back home and just be miserable and then he realizes that the easy and comfortable option will have her living the most miserable life so you have to decide what's worth it to you how much it's worth and what you're willing to sacrifice and go through and how hard you might have to work for it but if it's worth it then it's worth all the hard stuff not being present always thinking about or always thinking about the next thing or rushing or 
you know, always wanting to get to whatever the next thing is. If you're someone who has a hard time just being in the moment, that can also be a crack in your life that can be keeping you from being fully happy or satisfied like those people where um, enough is never enough. And ambition is great. It's important to have drive and do what you love for as long as you can. But there has to be some satisfaction and contentment involved in what you're doing so that you have some peace. And it doesn't and so like it doesn't feel like you're never settled. So think about what makes you feel settled and grounded and at peace with your life. The old folks in church used to say, if God never did another thing for me, he's already done more than enough. Think about if you're truly able to say that and mean it in your spirit, because when you're grateful for what you already have, you get more. On the flip side, if you have restless energy or you always have to move and it's not in a productive way if it feels you know more chaotic and rushed and in overdrive like when we try to do everything and end up not doing anything at all because we're not really focused and taking our time that's when it's time to step back collect yourself have a moment of silence slow down pause stop whatever that looks like for you regroup and then prioritize and get clear about what you want and what you're doing and what you need to do There are also things that we do automatically that we may not realize are harming us. Do you automatically grab candy or soda when you're at a gas station or past a 7-Eleven? Do you automatically order soda or alcohol whenever you're out, but you know you want to cut back? I know for me, I let clothes pile up (laughs) throughout the week and my room looks like a tornado and I'm like, what is happening here? So (laughs) I have to put an effort to put things away as I go. So just reflect on the habits you have that you don't even think about and you do them on autopilot, but they're affecting your health and stress and energy. What or who do you go to when you have a bad day or when you're bored? What better option can you replace that with? I keep recess in the house now for my like calming, relaxing drink instead of alcohol. I love a margarita. Tequila is my drink of choice, but I only have alcohol like once a month now, if that. Actually, for the last two months, I haven't had alcohol at all because I've been so busy. I've been working a lot. I've been in school and I know alcohol drains my energy. But when I go on, you know, vacation at the end of the summer, when I go to Renaissance and see Beyonce, like I'll want my drink. And so I believe like so heavily in moderation and planning and just doing what makes sense for your life and for your goals and where you are. Being bored in general or being bored with your routine, like I said before, can really can lead to bad habits. I remember when I was in college, when I got bored, that's when, you know, the bad decisions would happen, like jumping on a dating app. Tinder had just gotten big when I was back in college. Or, you know, I would do like stupid things like text someone I know wasn't good for me. Y'all know the typical like stupid things most of us do when we get bored. Like mindless scrolling is a big one too. So think about things you do when you don't have anything to do. (laughs) Like for me, I know good go-tos when I am bored or don't have anything to do is reading, prepping content for this podcast or for Lemon 8, cooking, reading the Bible, listening to a sermon, calling friends or family, journaling, planning, organizing, cleaning, or just sleeping. Like there's always something good or productive that we can be doing that's not bad for us or not wasting our time. And just like saying yes too much can be unhealthy, 
and be a crack in our lives, saying no too much, not putting yourself out there and going after what you really want can also be unhealthy. Remember that the worst thing that can happen is getting a no or a rejection or things not working out, but at least you tried. And on the flip side, you can get a yes, you won't get rejected and things will work out. It's always easier to stick with what's familiar, what's easy, what's comfortable than it is to do something new uncomfortable and scary or intimidating but make sure that you're not holding yourself back something that will easily help you identify the cracks in your life is just asking yourself things like i feel bad when i do blank or i feel bad when i eat blank or i feel good when i eat blank i feel bad when i'm around whoever i feel good when i'm around whoever i feel bad when i go to you know, insert name of place. I feel good when I go to this place. You can easily point out what and who is good for your life and what and who is not and just act accordingly. So these are all pretty common cracks or leaks that can show up in our lives. And it's important to be mindful and aware of bad habits that can be having negative effects on your life, on your health, your mood. Um, your long-term life, your longevity. If you struggle in any of these areas, of course, get professional help if you need it, but also just be more mindful and intentional and pay attention to the things you do every day. Are your habits aligned with the person you want to be and the life that you want to live? Ask yourself those simple but sometimes hard questions. Am I trying to make something work that's not working or not meant to be? And it doesn't have to be a permanent no. It might just be be a not right now so you know let things go holding on to something you need to let go of can be also causing you unnecessary stress so just you know evaluate reflect think about any bad habits how much soda sugar fried food fast food have you had dairy gluten Um, do you have an allergy do you have an intolerance do you have a sensitivity to something Um, ask yourself am I drinking too often you know, drinking, am I drinking and being in social settings? Am I people pleasing? Am I saying yes too much, saying no too much? Um, are you bored with your life or with your routine? Do you need to switch things up? Do you need to add something new to your life? Um, you know, if you feel off and you can't identify why, these are, you know, super easy things to evaluate. And a lot of times we don't do the most common basic things, you know, like paying attention to what we're doing, what we're eating, who we're talking to, um, how much sleep we're getting, things like that. So think about how you can simplify your life. Um, Can you declutter? Do you need to plan, prep, avoid decision fatigue? Um, That stress of having to, you know, look for something right before you leave or have to order takeout because there's nothing in the fridge or feel like or you don't feel like cooking or taking forever to try to figure out what to wear when you know you need to leave the house. These are all things that I'm also guilty of. I'm not perfect at all, but I realize, you know, when I'm making, I realize when I'm making life harder on myself than it needs to be, and I do my best to take the action to change it. So think about, do you have any cracks in any area of your life, mentally, physically, spiritually? When was the last time you went to church, read the Bible, listened to worship music or a sermon? Are there areas in your life that feel off or just feel like they need improvement? Think about the small little step that you can do right now to make a change. I know for me, sometimes the smallest things can make the biggest 
difference. Like, you know, having my nails done, if I'm good with my hair and nails, I'm good with everything else. There's a quote that says a crack in the roof is only noticeable when it rains. When it's sunshine and clear skies, you don't notice that the crack is there. But when it rains, you'll have to do something about it. You'll have to fix what's broken. See, you know, work on fixing what's broken, heal the wounds, fill the cracks in your life and do your best to become whole. So that is it for this episode, guys. If you have any questions, DM me anytime. My Instagram is at Mara P. Sullivan. You can also find me on the new social media app at Lemon 8. I post on there just about every single day. Um, And I will talk to you guys in my next episode. I love you guys so much. Do not forget to love. Bye.